Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about the top 10 daily stats and your crypto news of the day with my co-host and partners, Jake Jabarelli and Kryptonaut Mike. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and Discord, especially Discord, because Pun Jedi does an awesome job on Friday nights. He has a music night, which is live with some free crypto airdrops. Make sure you check that out. And with that said... Stack sets and huddle. Adios. Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli and Kryptonaut Mike. How's it going, you guys? All right, all right. Jake, you there? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I can hear you now. Got it. Uh, Let's see. I'm jumping ahead here. Let's uh, go over to, uh, let's see. Top 10. Top 10. For you cryptonauts out there, we're going to give you guys the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. All right. Let's start off with number one, Bitcoin settling at $45,755.02 with a seven-day gain of 15.1% 15.1% in a market cap of $859 billion. Number two, we have Ethereum settling at $3,184.73 with a whopping seven-day gain of 16.9% and a market cap of $372 billion. And number three, of course, Tether uh, with a 0.7% gain in the past seven days with a $63 billion market cap. And number four, we have Binance Coin uh, settling at $396.86 with a Whopping 18.5% gain in the past seven days with a market cap of $61 billion. Number five, we got Cardano settling at $1.83 with a whopping, 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 whopping seven day gain of 32.9%. Wow, 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 wow. With the market cap of $58 billion. XRP settling at $1.02 with another whopping, 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 whopping 39.9% gain in the past seven days. With a market cap of $47 billion. And Dogecoin, yes, Doji, settling at $0.27 cents with another whopping, 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 whopping. What's the word you use, Jake? Um, there's, there's a word to use. Ah, man, you always use this word. I forget. Huge enormous or... No, what is it? 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 Yeah, uh, gargantuan. No, it's not gargantuan. <sighs> I forget the word. You got you. You have this word. I only hear you say it. You always say this word. I'm an but old it, guy. I say old guy words. <laughs> old guy words. Oh, okay. So we got Dogecoin with uh, a seven-day gain of 35.6% with a market cap of 35 billion dollars. Number eight, USD coin settling at one dollar. What? With a seven day gain of one uh, 0.1% with a market cap of $27 billion. Number nine, Polkadot settling at uh, $21.67 with a 13% gain in the past seven days and a market cap of $22 billion. Number 10, Uniswap settling at $29.26 with a 24.2% gain in the past seven days and a market cap of $15 billion. Wow! What, what happened to what happened to Binance Coin? It's I don't down know. To level it went down, it man. I can't believe it. It's down in twelve now. Can you believe that? That's, That's cray, cray. 
Solana and uh, Bitcoin Cash is That's over. crazy, man. All right, Cryptonauts, your overall total market cap currently right now is at $1.980 trillion, up by 1.9% in the past. Oh, it, it broke two, two, $2 trillion. It already broke. It's, it, it's, did. It's it did. It did earlier today. So. It did break $2 trillion. But as of right now, during this recording, it is at $1.980. Uh, it's okay. I, I, this is amazing. Look at these numbers. These are crazy numbers. This is, is this a bull run or is this a bull run? This is where if you didn't stack your sats early on when things were going sideways and down, then you're not really reaping these benefits right now. This is beautiful. All right, Doge, start selling your Doge, man. Sell it before it goes back down. (laughs) All right, let's let's head over to Decrypt. Jake, uh, I don't know if you're queued up for this first one, but you want to try to take this one? Uh, sorry for the last. Take on any one of the uh, Bitcoin or the Doge one or the crypto market one. Which one am I talking about? Um, uh, you know what? I'll take the first or one. The lies. So I'll take the first one. You take the next one. Okay. Sorry for the lies. Uh, Andrew Hayward, written by Andrew Hayward. Sorry for the lies. Let's see here. As the market for the entity digital collectibles rapidly expand, the crypto industry. Uh, so, so, I always mess up that word. Uh, pseudonymous 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 Uh, nature can make it difficult to truly know where projects came from and to trust who's behind them many nft collectors found out the hard way this week after the creator of a prominent women-centric project admitted they had lied about being women themselves oh my god i wonder what kind of women they are well nowadays Never mind. I don't even want to go there. Uh, Fame Ladies Squad is an Ethereum-based NFT uh, collection that launched in July, claiming to be the first female avatar project of all time, per its Twitter profile. Profile for the uninitiated, it NFT is a special type of cryptocurrency that can be used to demonstrate proof of ownership in digital items, and the market for them is in the art gaming world has exploded over the last year. The run of 8,888 individual Fame Lady Squad NFTs purportedly created by a trio of women, Cindy, Kelda, and Andrea, was quickly minted and snatched up by collectors. An engaged community of fans sprung up around the project and secondary market prices started to climb. Even investors on social media influencer Gary Vaynerchuk, an NFT creator himself and new owner of a $3.7 million CryptoPunk NFT, exposed his love for the fame lady squad on Twitter. And the project earned a mention in the recent New York, uh, New, the New Yorker article admits a recent uptick in NFT market trading volume, Fame Lady Squad seemed poised to continue rising in demand. Until... <laughs> but in recent days, questions around the origins of the Fame Lady Squad project got louder. Twitter sleuths such as uh, Fedor Link and... What is that? Dear... Dearest... 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 What? Dearest Haley? Dearest Haley. Dearest, Dearest Haley. Yeah. Dearest Haley, NFT Marty, shared lengthy tweets... Uh, that c- connected the dots between numerous recent NFT collection uh, collectible projects that appears to come from the same source er- or share creators, including Cyber City Girl Clubs and Unicorn GG Club. What? So they got caught. That's what it is, man. They got caught. 
It is what it is, man. I'm sure they, they did pocket some change, right? Let's see. Coming clean. Although Fameblade squad developers initially, uh, initially pushed back, citing false statements and claiming jealousy from rival NFT creators, they eventually dropped the charade following increased pressures from the community and collectors. Yes, I love when the community comes together and they say, I found you. I am the real Inspector Gadget. I know what you're about. Okay, take off your feminine clothes no that doesn't sound right <laughs> your mask. that doesn't sound right take off your mask <laughs> yeah, take off your mask and spray all your co oh wait don't do that sorry man yeah that's not mm -hmm. anyways we get it we get it they try to get away with it. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure they did anyways all right next one jake yep okay so bitcoin ransomware hackers hit accenture really big company IT consulting firm rushes it off like it, like nothing happened. Accenture is a Fortune 500 IT consulting firm with half a million employees scattered throughout the globe. That is, it's just the sort of company that could lose not just billions in revenue from a prolonged ransomware attack, but also credibility from other companies that rely on its cybersecurity expertise. The firm is reporting it, it repelled just such an attack from hacker group Lockbit on Tuesday evening, but not before the hackers accessed some files purportedly belonging to the company and began publishing them today. Cyber criminal outfit uh, has leaked an extortion message saying it would be publishing data stolen from the company within a few hours, unless of course, Accenture wanted to buy the databases themselves. The message suggested that company Insider was responsible for the attack. Accenture was not interested, according to the company statement. Though our security control, no, pardon me, through our security controls and protocols, we identified irregular activity in one of our environments. We immediately contained the matter and isolated the affected servers. Was a quote. Moreover, the affected servers are, according to Accenture, no longer affected. We are fully restored to our effective systems from backup. There was no impact on Accenture's operations or on our client systems. But Lockbit's, Lockbit still went ahead and began publishing the roughly 2,400 files indicating that Accenture likely made no attempt to purchase the stolen data. It's unclear how sensitive that data is. And there's a bunch of tweets here. Uh, ransomware is simply software designed to lock out user, uh, users out of their computers or their networks until they hand over money you unlock it, usually Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency. Lockbit has been around since about 2019 and is known for using targeted attacks spread across networks without manual intervention, according to Kaspersky, the major cybersecurity firms out there. Hackers may try to gain access via brute force methods that can crack weak passwords or malware that steals data. According to statistics from European ransomware support, before before crypt, not pre-decrypt, the average lockbit ransom is about $33,000 in Bitcoin. Not terribly high, probably something that they realize that if they go a little lowball on it that most people will pay. Because if you ask for $1 billion, one billion. <laughs> it's probably not going to be a paid thing, unless it may be a human life. But yeah, um, it's funny thinking about uh, Accenture, just from personal experience, I actually used to work for a data center that hosted a good chunk of Accenture stuff. So I've worked on their stuff before. Mm -hmm. Would I say it was, was super secure? No. So I'm not surprised that uh, uh, Lockbit uh, attacked them. You know how uh, there's been a lot of 
crypto laws and uh, not being highlighted right now this is one of those things that I wouldn't mind people be being protected or you know they're being more focused on protecting the consumer and especially when they get hit with ransomware this this is something that I would support if if there can be some sort of arrangement and laws passed where if they end up if, if software ends up being an issue not the consumer then the Consu the, 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 the software company should be liable for someone's crypto. I think. Yeah, I can see your point with that. It's, it's and and I'm not talking phone. about fiat because this is where uh, Mount Gox, this is where Mount Gox screwed over a lot of people. Mount Gox is, is paying people back in the original fiat at the time of the hack, not their crypto, not their Bitcoin that they lost in, during that attack. Right. That's, that's brutal. That's horrible, man. Mm -hmm. well, okay. Probably because they couldn't afford the actual difference. But it can't make sense, right? Yeah. That sucked. So it's like, well, that's the reason uh, we always talk about you know, Celsius, because Celsius offers insurance. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Refer our link below. Check out Celsius Network. All right. Uh, Mike, do you want to take on the Dogecoin? Sure. Right. Uh, Dogecoin's up 41% today. This article is from Andrew Hayward. Oh, that's right. Uh, um, that's pretty much it. It's just up 41% today. Or 41%. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it really went up a, quite a bit. Uh, obviously, it lost that huge amount back in May when <laughs> Elon Musk butted mm. it out mm. all over. A, lost almost 100% of its value. Mm. Um, mm. But it was a, still a crazy surge up. And I mean, the fact that it, it's back up from 30, 30 cents from, what, what was it, like 20 cents, not, not a week ago? So anybody who was holding a Doge at like 20 or 25 is probably very happy right now. Would you say it is a buy, hodl, or sell for Doge? Um, because it's, it's, what is it? That depends on the individual. Mm, I would, good if, you hold, if you want to hold it for the lulls, you know, if you're new to it, whatever. If you haven't experienced getting wrecked yet, you know, it's good coin to get wrecked on. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I would say, I would say, Doge is a buy right now, even though it's up a lot. And the reason I say that, I mean, I'm sure it's going to dump probably back down to like 25 in the near, in the very near future. But oh, I know yeah. so many people, so many people, who hold Doge, who are who are crypto muggles? You know, they're they're, they're I want to call them dumb. They're not dumb. They just don't know, right? Oh. But this is their entrance. This is their entrance to to crypto. Doge is their entrance. Oh, I and, I, I remember the right. word. I remember the word. Before I forget, the word that you always say, Jake, and I'm gonna go back to the market cap because it's been going up gobs and gobs amount of of, of fiat, man. Gobs and gobs, gobs yeah, and exactly. gobs. gobs. A lot of that's gobs. That's the word I used. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me take the next one. Written by Andrew S. McCall. Crypto market tops $2 trillion again with Bitcoin Ethereum leading the way. As Bitcoin Ethereum stage a comeback, the market capitalization and the entire crypto market crawled back above $2 trillion today for the first time since May 19th, according to data from CoinGecko. Don't forget to collect the daily candies. Bitcoin is up by more than 20% last week, currently changing around 46.5. Okay, Ethereum is what? Uh, working on the London hard fork last week. 
outperform BTC in regards to percentages, of course. And of course, a lot of other altcoins are growing. BNB, XRP, Polkadot, Solana, and Litecoin. Um, I have a Litecoin bag, so I am watching Litecoin for the time being. I don't plan on selling. Like I told you guys from the get-go, I am hodling for at least another <laughs> 10 years. Minimum 10 years. So I like to see it go up, and I like to see it go down, and I like to see it go back up. Why? Because Celsius Network still pays me every single week in compounded interest. Check out the referral link below. Anyways, yeah, everything's going up. Looking good. Market cap is amazing. Next news article. Go ahead. Actually, this is a good one. Uh, Jake, take this one. SEC chairman. So this is from Scott Cipollina. Uh, title being, SEC chairman demands more authority to regulate crypto industry. Like a jerk that he is. <laughs> chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission, otherwise known as the SEC, Gary Gensler has penned a letter to Senator Elizabeth Warren stating that crypto investors are not adequately protected. He's probably right, but the letter is in response to a separate letter written by Senator Warren on July 7, 2021, where the senator raised concerns about consumer protections in the cryptocurrency industry. Quote, in my view, legislative priority should center on crypto trading, lending, and decentralized finance platforms. Regulators would benefit from additional plenary authority to write rules for and attach guardrails to crypto trading and lending, Gensler wrote. Gensler and Warren have both spoken out against the lack of uh, regulation and consumer protections in cryptocurrency industry. The, rele the release of this letter confirms both Individuals stand side by side to address the risks. Well, what can the crypto industry expect from this, right? That's always the next question. We're mm -hmm. all cryptonauts here, and we kind of are skeptical of our government's <clears throat> misunderstanding. This is not the first time Gunsler has made his intentions for the crypto industry clear. Just last week, the SEC chair spoke in the exclusive CNBC interview, as well as an address to at the Aspen Security Forum. During both events, Gensler made specific statements about his stance on crypto. Among the most prominent of those was the claim that decentralized finance, otherwise known as DeFi, platforms could be selling unregistered securities, and that's why he's suing Ripple right now. He reiterated the same point in today's letter to Senator Warren, quote, I believe that, crypto, uh, that we have a crypto market now where many tokens may be unregistered securities without required disclosures or market oversight, he wrote, which he's never going to get because it's crypto, you can't have oversight. Mm -hmm. The SEC chair also took aim at stablecoins in today's letter. Quote, the stablecoins on crypto platform may facilitate those seeking to sidestep a host of public policy goals connected to our traditional banking and financial system, like anti-money laundering, tax compliance, sanctions, and the like, he said. Gensler's letter uh, responded to one of Senator Warren's chief questions on the current state of the crypto industry, where whether there was any difference between traditional security exchanges and crypto exchanges. In any case, he's not wrong, and that's the reason I'm saying I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with him about, about crypto you know, people investing, but I really, 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 really on, I can't think of the guy's name, um, the, the 
father of all modern finance, um, economics, not finance. Uh, I'll, I'll pull his name up later. He, but he predicted that this was what was going to happen with the new e-currency concept once it actually came about. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're going to try to control it. And they can't. I mean, they're going to try to put you know, pressure on people who hold coin. But like Monero, you can't always get what you want. So, yep. I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 I understand his concern, but he needs to buck the fuck out. Pardon my French. But mm. Mm. I really, I really wish that the government would just step aside and, and not worry about this stuff quite so much. It's like, just treat it the way that the uh, 2018 tax laws treated it. You know, it's just another asset. Just treat it that way. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Next one, written by Liam Frost. Poly Network. Hacker repays millions, says, ready to return the fund. The attacker responsible for yesterday's $600 million hack of decentralized finance interoperability protocol, Poly Network, sent nearly $5 million worth of crypto back to the project. Earlier today, Poly Network developers told the hacker via a message attached to, the, uh, to an Ethereum transaction that they are preparing a multi-signature address controlled by known Poly addresses. They also listed three wallets to which the hacker could return the funds. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, interesting. Um, there's three of them. Ethereum, BSC, and Polygon. The attacker has transferred about $2.1 million in crypto to two of these addresses. First, they sent a total of 1,010,100 USDC stablecoins to a wallet on the Polygon blockchain. About an hour later, they followed up with a transaction of 23.88 BTCB, a token pegged to the price of Bitcoin that works on the Binance Smart Chain Network with roughly $1.103 million at current prices. Uh, lastly, the hacker just sent uh, over $2.65 million to the Ethereum wallet provided by Poly Network, 259 billion uh, Shiba Inu tokens, and 616,000 Fei USD stablecoins. Poly Network hacker to return the funds at 12 Eastern time. The hacker also announced that they are ready to return the funds. Okay, we got it. Okay, so return the funds. I'm guessing it's a white hatter, right? Is that what this is going to conclude to? Earlier, Poly Network developers also told us that the hacker uh, that uh, that he committed the biggest hack in DeFi history, and therefore any country will regard this as a major economic crime, and you will be pursued. This may be one of the reasons why they have begun returning the funds. Still, just five million dollars of just six hundred million total is minuscule. Yeah. Uh, be happy. Be happy. This is crypto. This is a crypto world. Poly Network. Be happy that you get a freaking penny back. You screwed up code. Code is law. It is what it is. Adios. I mean. Yeah. It, dude, it's, it's unfortunate that if. if that this happened at all, but it's like, eh, you know, if you don't protect your money and somebody walks away with it, <laughs> they could be nice and give it back to you, or you could just, you know, accept your loss, which is, that's a big loss. That is a that's a big loss, loss, man. But what would you do if you were put in that position where you were the hacker and you, you got that 600 million? Well, all right, so I guess we could talk about this and add in our, you know, our two Satoshis. Our two Satoshis um, of the day, sure. The problem with and this is actually something I thought about, not not the idea of stealing oh, oh, really? a billion okay. dollars, but let's say that someone somehow you got six, let's say a large money by like the 600 million. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with it is 
how do you spend it, right? Fortunately, with crypto, it can be tra transferred in other places, but when you send that much money around anywhere, let's, they were sending a million here, a million there, a million here, a million there, fine. But it's still a million dollars. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of cash moving around. That is true. Um, and if you, I was trying to think of the quote from um, uh, Ocean's Eleven, if you are picked up next week in you know uh, uh, Los Angeles buying a, a, a half million dollar sports car, I'm going to know about it. Yeah, because big purchases are obvious. They're they're glaringly obvious. Maybe not to you, but the government certainly knows about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really comes down to now you have all this money. How do you spend it? In fact, that's the thing that always bugged me about gargantuan sums of money in general. If they're not being put to work, they're almost useless, right? It, it's like, um, it's nice to say your your wallet is fat. Yeah, I got all this money, great. But if you're not doing anything with it, then what's the point of having it? No, there's no point. It's like having a hammer you never use. Um, so the problem with actually exercising the money once you have it is the tricky part. And I mean, I could talk for hours and hours on this on this topic to talk to many people about this thing it's so hard to spend money once you have it because it's like if you if you have like a twenty thousand dollar a year job in the united states here you know and and that's pretty low that's poverty line paycheck but to paycheck let's yeah. let's say let's say that was where you were and then suddenly you have a lamborghini you know even if you didn't buy it you just had a lamborghini a lot of people are like well where'd you get that from yeah and the government's definitely going to want to know. They're going to like, oh, now you have a Lamborghini. Hmm, let's see, was that Lamborghini a uh, quarter million dollars? Yeah, okay. You make 20 grand a year. Now you've just made effectively a quarter million dollars by owning a Lamborghini right now. Hmm, selling so drugs. So now your, your taxes will suddenly go through the roof because you've got to uh -huh. pay the tax on that car. Oh, yeah. And so that's the reason a lot of people, like when they play like on The Price is Right or something and win a prize on the show, they don't take it. Because they can't afford the taxes. Mm -hmm. It's always better to win money if you can, because then you can pay the taxes. Um, but uh, the it's just that that's the problem. It's like once you have the money, how do you spend it? Eh, I don't even know. I that this is the reason I suspect that. Well, I suspect I think that uh, uh, very very wealthy people have a tendency to spend gargantuan sums of money on stupid ass paintings, mm -hmm. because it's a great way to to store money. Buy yourself some NFTs. How about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you this might is get, how you store money. You might get like two or three NFTs for that amount. <laughs> yeah. So well, you could buy what? You could buy three be beeples for that price, right? Beeple. <laughs> no, or, no, it's uh, you could buy eight, eight beeples for that price. Too. Jesus, that's yeah. insane. So yeah, the question is, where do you, where do you, how do you, you know, you can't spend it. You got mm -hmm. six hundred million dollars. That's great. How do you spend it? I don't know. Maybe you do favors. You're like, hey, uh, I'll I'll pass you, you know, a thousand Ethereum, you know, don't spend it, but here's a thousand Ethereum if you just give me your house. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do we got? Um, the next one is, yeah, the A A S P A C and quantum computing. Yeah. You want to take it? Is that still on today? Yeah, it is today, isn't yeah, it? That's that the last is today. one. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Okay, so ASPAC and quantum computing led AMC president to adopt Bitcoin. What? <laughs> so, movie theater chain AMC Entertainment plans to accept Bitcoin for movie tickets at the end of 2021. The company's CEO and president, Adam Aaron, and during a, said during a quarterly earnings call earlier this week, 
explaining the decision, Aaron said that it was the result of the additional research he had done to conduct prior uh, to taking a board seat at the firm called Centricus. Centricus is a special purpose acquisition company, SPAC. That's a special purpose description there. Uh, which is a type of shell corporation explicitly used for purchasing another company so that people don't know where it's coming from exactly. That plans to acquire ARKIT, A-R-Q-I-T, a UK-based blockchain and quantum encryption satellite firm. Quote, I've had to learn more in the past six months about blockchain and cryptocurrency than I learned about it in the entire decade before that, said Aaron. This increased knowledge has given me the confidence to tell you today, tell you all today that AMC is hereby formally announcing on this call that by year end, we will have the information technology systems in place to accept Bitcoin, end quote. He added that this is just the first step in AMC's expansion into the world of crypto. I'm sure it has nothing to do with Robin Hood. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you something. AMC has been keeping their head above water since the beginning of COVID and pr probably prior to that they haven't been doing too well um, do you think that that this particular part of, of consumerism is dying out and, and more on demand things are like you know Netflix Hulu um, uh, YouTube is just going to be the norm you know or is, um, is theaters part of the American culture I personally um, I'm I guess I don't mind dropping that I'm getting into a theater business, although it's still not right away. It's down the road several months. Um, but the uh, the thing that I really appreciate about the, about the theater experience, people love the experience. They love going out and they love seeing the show on a big screen with booming sound in a really nice seat. Most people don't own that in their house. I mean, people live in apartments, right? Um, a lot of people live in apartments. Um, and there's also the social aspect. People are social animals. They love to go out and you know, hang out with our friends. So as much as it is convenient to stay at home and watch a show, especially since you don't have to get the kids all in the car, but um, it, it's, it's just a social event. I don't think theaters will ever go away. They may change their format, but I don't think they'll ever disappear. It's, AMC is, it obviously did well because you know all the, the weird crypto, not crypto, but the stock people who were buying up you know GameStop well, AMC mm -hmm. was another one of those you know stocks that people were buying up to try to boost the price a lot to mm -hmm. reverse the uh, uh, the short sales but um, uh, it, whether or not it's AMC or some other corporation Edwards theaters whoever else owns theaters out there I don't think they're going away and not anytime soon as long as as long as people are allowed to go outside and do things that are social we will still have theaters and for the end of time in my opinion I don't know, man. It's really expensive now to go out to the theaters. I'm just saying, you want uh, you you want a large popcorn, a large drink. That's seriously over twenty bucks. Why would you Why would you buy that stuff there? Just buy it before you go in the theater and hide it in your pockets. You know, they don't usually well, pass it do down. You, how do you pop the popcorn? Well, I'm not talking about popcorn. I'm talking about candy or soda. So, but um. You're right. I, you're right. If you want popcorn, you're probably gonna have to buy it inside the theater. But, <laughs> that's uh, that's seriously ten bucks, bro. That's uh, not including taxes. How much uh, is a ticket? How much is a ticket for one theater? Tell me. 
Tick, so this is so the last the last film I went to go watch was Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat. I've been in Mortal Kombat since I was a kid. I loved it uh, when I was playing on the Super Nintendo. Played pretty much all of them. So I went to go watch the new revised, the newest generation of, of combatants on the big screen. I I just had to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go out there with the intention to buy a popcorn, to buy a drink, to buy my ticket, obviously. I wanted to have the uh, IMAX experience, and I wanted to have two beers. Okay. Did I say hot dog in there? I wanted the hot dog as well. That, did, that didn't okay. happen. I bought the ticket, and I bought a soda and popcorn, and that was over $40. Yep, yep. Now, last time I went to the theater... Uh with uh, friends, I think we spent 80 bucks together. And I was just like, oh man, this is expensive. That's expensive, man, that's crazy. It's like, can I just can I just work here part-time, just pay off my debt? Because this is, <laughs> this is expensive, man. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I don't tend to buy food when I go to, I just get this, like, like I have, I've probably got $300 in, in AMC movie uh, ticket uh, gift cards from family and friends over the years. I just haven't been going to the theater but now that it's you know it's sort of back open, not really. But I mean, let's say the pandemic ends, hopefully, um, and we're all allowed to go back to the theater. Yes, absolutely. I, I but the one thing I I much prefer it's just this newer thing that I'm getting into, is a more custom experience. So AMC theater, that's a theater, right? Edwards theater, that's a theater. There's lots of different theater I, types out there. The I ones really I like now are the are the the dinner theaters, dinner where, it's, theater. where it's like oh, you can order cool. a beer, you can order a, a yeah. steak and then watch the movie too. And then you don't have people kicking your seats or kids screaming in your ear on the side, like people that. talking on their cell phones. So um, cool. I'm not trying to advertise, but this this is the way I think theaters are going in the near future. It's gonna be more of the experience theater instead of just the hang out with your buds. You yeah, know, uh, and that's the uh, reason why I intentionally want to pay the premium for the IMAX experience, because yep. it is the experience. I mean, you're getting the best comfy couch. I don't have that that couch in my house. That couch exactly. is there in the theater. It is one of the most comfortable couches. If you don't like the film, guess what? I'm going to take a nap. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, it, it, and sound quality is amazing. No comparison to any, any other room. The the video quality when it comes to IMAX films, wow. The visuals on IMAX is just, there's no comparison. So that's why I wanted to pay the premium. I could have paid the, the, was it the $14 version of it for just a standard was it 14 15 bucks but i said let me just pay the extra dollars to get the imax experience i love imax uh but yeah yeah i i didn't get my hot dog or my beer that's unfortunate or my little <laughs> snickerdoodles <laughs> that was just too much that was that was gobs and gobs of money bro <laughs> all right let's go ahead and wrap this up man it was nice chatting Cryptonauts, make sure you check us out on YouTube and Discord. Definitely on Discord because Friday is coming up here yep. in a couple days. And we have DJ Pun Jedi that is doing, uh, I think he's doing EDM this weekend or this Friday. And it gets pretty hot in there, you know. There's a lot of free crypto air, airdrops. You want free crypto? Check it out. He's awesome at what he does. I highly recommend it. On top of that, it looks like we do have a steady schedule now on these podcast episodes Sunday and Wednesday. So that's keeping out for that. Um, what else? YouTube, we're hitting up Reddit. We're, we're actually going to read some articles from Reddit that I wrote, but uh, look at Reddit's not working. So th- here it is. Here's proof it is recorded. Reddit.com is not working. So we decided to go back to our old ways and use Decrypt, which they are hiring. We are hiring. 
So there you go. Anyways, cryptonauts. With that said, stack, sets, and hodl. Adios.